Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. They do incredible work. Eric did the voice. It took him like three hours to do that voiceover because they worked so hard on it. Um, incredible job. And, and we love it. It's, it's inspiring. We've watched that every Sunday this month. And it's still inspiring. It's like, yes, that, this is uh, all of our story to an extent, right? Like we've lost our way. We need, we need life, right? And, and, and that's what we believe our vision and mission statement here at Oasis is. And so we've taken the month of February, we decided this a while back, to take the month of February and use the four Sundays in February to kind of talk through what we call our four pillars, right? So uh, we, we believe that God gave us these pillars as a church um, to kind of build our work on, right? And so these pillars are not like stuff we invented. These all come from the book of Acts. You can actually see the same pillars reflected um, in the story of Israel as they're released from, from slavery and the cross into the promised land. And then you see the New Testament church kind of following the same pattern, and so our pillars, we've talked through these each Sunday. If you've missed a Sunday, you, they're all on, online. You can go back and, and catch a message. But they are word, presence, family. Uh, so, so Jesus is the word, the living word of God, right? And, and we crave and desire and long for his presence. And we believe that we are called to be a family, that this church is a family. And then we also believe our fourth pillar is city. We believe that he has called us to reach not only this city, but cities all over the globe, right? And so that is, that is what he's given us. So today we're going to talk about city, um, and, and we're going to do things a little bit differently today because uh, we have uh, an entire ministry at this church devoted to our city, and, and uh, we all love Chicago. We're excited for what God is doing in Chicago, and now I want to encourage you guys, as you, as you watch this morning uh, and we take these few moments together, um, think about, let God stir in your heart. I guess it's a better way to say it. Don't, I mean, maybe think about it, maybe don't think about it. Let God, let God stir your heart towards what he's calling you to do. I tell um, people in our family formations, which Ruben mentioned is our kind of like our funnel, right? It's kind of like your first stop to getting involved here at the church. I, I, I think it's cool that you serve somewhere here at the church. So you, you look around, you see people on cameras and, you know, there's people at the door that said, hey, to you, they gave you a hug maybe when you walked in. People made coffee this morning and, and tea and we got guys on sound and um, all kinds of people. There's people playing people playing worship and there's so many ways to serve here. There's people with watching your kids right now, trying to keep them from going totally insane up there, right? But also there's other there's other ways to be involved at our church. And so we have a ministry called Well to Well. I'm gonna introduce them in a moment. Um, and we're gonna hear a, a few things from them this morning. But I would just encourage you, like, I, I think you can do both, right? Like, I like to say that. Don't If you pick Well to Well, that's not during service times. That's that's outside of here. You're doing other things in the city, amazing things. But there's also opportunity to be involved here, Sunday morning gatherings, Wednesday night, other things we do. And so I think it's a cool invitation, and, and it could be that the Lord is calling you to consider this, uh, to do both, right? You can serve here and in Well to Well. And so um, this morning, I want to introduce our city engagement director. Her name is Jasmine Lara. If you could go up with Jazz. And I want to invite her team, her panel, Carlos, Julie, Cynthia and Kevin. Could we give them one more round of applause so it's not, yeah, there we go. So, oh, we need mics, mics. This is, the show's live, here. Um, we, 
we have different facets of what we call well-to-well, right? And so well-to-well uh, is the, the way we believe God has called us to engage with Chicago. And so uh, I, I love this explanation. I feel like this is how I understood it the best. Um, instead of reinventing the wheel, like, oh, we have to go start a ministry for, uh, to mentor youth. Well, Chicago already has an amazing ministry to mentor youth, so why don't we just partner with them via volunteers, financial help, whatever they need, um, and just help them. We don't need to go try and start something from scratch, and it'll take years to get it up to speed, and there's, it already exists, right? And so same thing with caring for, for children, orphans, or, or, or children that are needing um, short-term care, uh, and also for, for our churches here. And so um, I, would, I would just ask Jasmine, who's the, the director of well to well if she could give us a one-minute elevator pitch. This is, this is also not the scripted questions, right? They, had, they got scripted questions beforehand, but I just thought of this. I think this would be a good way to start. So one minute, uh, two minutes, whatever. Because there's like family, community, like that whole side of well-to-well, just so that we could understand it. Yeah, that was not scripted, so not I'm not ready for that question. But um, yeah, in a sense, like a few years back, we had Love Chicago, Love Pilsen, Love Inglewood, right? All these love things. Um, and we were like, Lord, what are we doing? And he was like, just go and connect, right? Be connected and connect others. That's our mission statement. And so in a sense, we were like, okay, let, let's, let's go see. And you're right, let's not reinvent the wheel. There are already so many organizations in the city who are doing exactly what we want to do and what we are called to do as the body of Christ. And so we have three organizations. Um, we have GRIP, which is a youth organization. So there's some of these individuals that do that. Um, Save Families, which is like short-term foster care. Um, and Chicago City Life Center, which is our sister church in Inglewood. Um, and so each of these organizations are already rooted, established, well-known by their community and trusted by individuals there. We just get to come alongside them and love them and be part of the body. It's awesome, incredible. And guys, it is truly, yeah, we can clap for that, yeah. It, if, if you guys haven't experienced this, I would, I would totally encourage you, like, like the Chicago City Life Center is our sister church in Inglewood, to, to have the opportunity to go there and help serve. Um, Kayla's here in the front row. She's in charge of that part of well to well and, and there's just so many cool ways to get involved and to maybe step out of your comfort zone or do things you haven't done. And so, Kevin, you're next up. Um, I would just ask, what, what for you, what was it that made you want to step in and start serving with well to well yeah, uh, before I answer that, I just want to take time to honor Jazz, because I've been working side-by-side side with her this semester. She's one of the hardest-working, uh, deepest-loving people I've ever met, so she puts in so many hours. Yeah. Uh, the biggest reason that I serve with Well to Well is that Jesus is so worthy of it. Uh, his wounds were not shed in vain. They were shed for a purpose, to heal, to restore, to save. And so I heard a quote one time that changed my life. It's like, may the lamb receive the full reward for his suffering. Um, so I just think about Jesus being raised, and the word says that the nations will stream to him. And so that's, that's the heart, that's the desire, is this is a way that we get to see the nations come to Jesus. Yeah. So Kevin, Kevin is involved with, I guess, several parts of Well 12, but uh, Cynthia, you uh, work with GRIP. Correct. And so um, could you just briefly explain GRIP and let us know why, you're, why you decided to say yes? Yeah, so GRIP is a youth outreach program in the city, and we meet every Monday, and we play games and talk about Jesus. And it's a great way to bring a lot of, I think it's high schoolers and then some eighth graders, 
but just to experience, create a safe space for them, but also um, give them hope and light. A lot of these kids deal a lot with um, at home, and so it's a great place to, for them to be able to just come and let everything down and hear about hope and love. Um, the reason why I said yes, um, other than being competitive and loving <laughs> working with youth, um, I've seen how the Lord has used mentorship and discipleship in my life and how that's just really affected me and I want to do the same. Amen. So. so Carlos and Julie, amazing couple from our church. They're actually teaching the Exploring the Prophetic course, right? Um, amazing, and, and they have a uh, pretty busy life, right? Um, I'll brag on you guys for a second so you don't have to brag on yourselves, but they're business owners, they're incredible. Uh, they have a great small business that is growing. Um, they have beautiful children, and that you guys know with small kids. How old are your kids? Three and 10 months. Three and 10 months, right? So there's a lot happening. It would be easy to be like, I oh, know this is not the right season, right? Um, and so uh, incredible, they're involved with safe families. And so could you guys just give us a, a summary on why you decided to take this step even at this moment uh, in, in your your season of life you're in? I'll start, I guess uh, mine would be kind of brief and short. Um, I mean, she kind of made me do it, really. <laughs> okay, that's a joke. <laughs> no, um, actually, um, I was actually just like digging, like, where can I actually plan myself and serve that would actually fit with a lifestyle at home? And there was a time when there was a video that was showing on Well to Well, and I was just like, wow, like, I love family. I can actually help even I don't, even though it seems like I don't have a lot of capacity. And I, my heart just stir. I'm like, like, for family. I'm like, if we can just serve and help other families that maybe, if it's, even if it's just for three, four hours, like, we can do that. And so we had, like, a strong yes together. And I was just like, all right, like, I don't know what that exactly means. But if I just say yes, the Lord would then, you know, expand our capacity to actually love other uh, families. Is that good? Is that good for the both of you? Yeah, awesome. Um, and then w one more question that I want to ask each of you, and if you could just, uh, just answer, like, could, could you give us your top recent testimony? Something you've seen the Lord do through uh, your serving or through the area that you serve, the sphere that you serve in. Uh, just give us a highlight, a recent highlight for you. Yeah, so I didn't say this earlier. I'm blessed to work at uh, Chicago City Life Center. Uh, uh, we go out to 63rd and King, and we bring food, clothes, prayer uh, to people who are there. It's amazing, and uh, there's, there's a couple who I met recently. Um, I asked them if they knew the Lord, and they said that they went to church a long time ago when they were younger, uh, but they've been out of the church, got lost in the world. And um, I just told them the Lord's love for them through what he did for them. And uh, they didn't think that it was possible. Like, they felt too dirty. It was so evident. And so I just prayed for them, and the presence of the Lord came and just really met them. And they were in tears, just changed, like, seeing, oh, my goodness, like, they felt so dirty and having the Lord just love on them, uh, just seeing like hope be brought in that moment can completely change the trajectory of their life. And so that's, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. Um, I don't necessarily have a testimony. I feel like God is cooking. He's cooking a really good meal. And I am smelling the aroma, and we're all smelling the aroma. It's definitely at Slam. Um, but specifically with my mentee, um, Jesus, in the stories that she just talks about and about her life and then um, 
her dreams that she has, you can just tell that Jesus is chasing after her. And I am speaking from a place of victory. And I cannot wait till the day she looks back and she realizes that she was loved before she was, she even knew she was loved. She was fully known before she even knew a God existed. And so I'm speaking that and that's a prayer point for our church, for these kids who are like wide eyed, in this world, and I can just see it just like a match. Like they're going to be a flame in their families, in their communities, in their in their schools, in their friends groups. And I'm just so excited to see that. So it's a prayer point. Um, I think a testimony was just our first opportunity to host, and it was watching uh, somebody's 11 and one year old daughter for a few hours while she had an appointment, and it's. Just, it just seemed so simple. In this house, I never have to worry about if, if my kids are going to be loved or if I can call on somebody to support. And so to be able to extend that even beyond this family to somebody else's just felt like a simple yes. Um, and so that was just a testimony. The Lord gave us an opportunity to say yes that fit with what we could do in their family. Like the things that lined up about like the daughter's interests are similar to Carlos. And the, mother, the mom reminds me of my mother-in-law. Like just really cool things that like just made me see like, we're just extending our boundary lines of what family is to just invite others in. So the beauty of family that we feel here is just the invitation to bump it out a little bit more as part of safe families. And the, the second testimony that just, I'm so inspired by being a part of the team. And my, my yes, that I would maybe stay at home and think it's too small and we probably can't help. It just, I've, as part of the team, I see that, that we are contributing as well and we're a part of something bigger. And so with the team, huge, like two children in the last two weeks have returned to a flood family and avoided the child welfare system because of hosts that are just in this household alone. It is absolutely incredible. I was just thinking as I was, and this sounds weird, but it's like, I was thinking, man, we have a cool church. Like, this is awesome. Like, this stuff is awesome. Um, yeah, so inspiring. And, and I guess this will be my, my final question for you, Jazz. Um, what else can we do as a church? What, what do you guys need right now? Be a family. Um, I think so often, right, we think, oh my gosh, I can't do that. I can't give up every Monday. I can't host a child, all this stuff. But we're seeing, as Julie said, we're part of a team, whether it's, you know, encouraging Kevin as he goes out on Friday night at, you know, like, asking a mom or a parent, like, hey, do you need dinner tonight? Like, we can all be a part of something greater than ourselves. And so that's, that would be my encouragement. Get plugged in, of course. Come and ask me questions. I'll be at the Connect Bar after service. But even just ask the Lord, how can I equip and serve our team that's already out there and doing this and fully plugged in? And so, yeah, whatever it looks like for you in this season of life and your capacity, ask the Lord to reveal what, where you fit in. Um, in this picture, so. Yeah, can we, can we toss the slide with a QR code up real quick? There it is. So if you have more questions or you would like, you already feel like, man, I would like to be a part of this, you can pull your phone out, scan this, and fill it out. Um, also, all, the, all five of them will be in the lobby after service out here, and they'll be available for questions. If you guys have, have questions, especially um, around the safe families, I know it, it can sound a little bit like overwhelming, and I think you guys did an amazing job of explaining the simplicity of it and, and how um, what, what I've been hearing about is how you can really tailor your um, requirement, or I don't know what the word would be, like your, your ability, and they can, if it is three to four hours on a, on a 
random weekday or if it is we have some people that, that end up hosting for two weeks or whatever it is, right? You can explain your availability um, and get plugged into that situation. And Cynthia with Grip, so, so inspiring. Um, Kevin, uh, CCLC, if you guys have any questions, please let them know. And then obviously Jazz can help you guys out as well. Um, and so if you guys, uh, yeah, if this is something you say, yes, I would like to serve the city more this way, then please, please go see them after service. And thank you guys. Can we thank them this morning? Thank you so, so much. And if you don't, if you're not sure on whether or not you want to serve, give me like 15 minutes, all right? And then hopefully, um, seriously though, that it, and when I say, the Bible says, and I think I've said this before, but the Bible says if you're going to brag on something, brag on the Lord, right? So when I say, I feel like we have a cool church, it means I feel like God is really doing cool things in our church. And it's so, so cool to be a part of a church family that is willing to do this. I, I'm, I'm so blown away by some of these safe families hostings where um, people just have a, you know, 15-month-old for three weeks at a time in their house and um, think about some of the behavioral issues that come with that and, you know, and just the way people take it on themselves to even invest for 15 days, for whatever, 10 days, and, and, and be a part of changing a, a child's life, right? And then, and then older, you know, in grip, and they're, they're, they're mentoring these kids and, and having a chance to feed into it, to, to, to give to a child who has no at role model at all in their lives, right? And the CCLC, just so much need and such a cool, such a cool way to be a part of it. So um, yeah, if you guys are interested, please talk to them about that. And um, I wanna just take a few moments and, and talk through kind of our vision on this city pillar from our church. And so if you guys could just take a moment, pray with me, and we're gonna transition um, into this part of our service. Father, thank you. Lord, thank you for, for, for jazz and well to well and, and what you've done and are doing. Lord, thank you. We praise you. We, we, Lord, we, we ask that you continue to trust our church with more opportunities and open doors. And uh, Lord, we, we want to see your kingdom come here in Chicago. We long for that, Lord, and I pray that you will use us in that. Thank you, God, for this church. And just we just give these, these remaining moments to you, Father. I pray you bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we've been using, as I said, the book of Acts to kind of talk through our, our pillars. And today I want to read to you guys Acts 1.8. Um, Acts 1.8 is a pretty famous verse. If you've been around the church for any length of time, you've probably heard it. Uh, it says in Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. That is a promise. It says, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So this is a promise, right? He's saying, hey, if you guys believe right? We get saved. We get set free. There's all these words we have. We get delivered. We're free. And, but then you'll receive power. And so this, this is the part that can be, as Christians, it can be kind of easy to neglect, right? Um, so we get saved, or, or all of us, hopefully, we come to this realization, like in the, in the video, that we're lost. We're hurting. We, we're in need. Our way has not worked. It's the story of the Bible, story of the whole Old Testament. Our way doesn't work. We need a Savior, Right? And so we see that, we surrender, and we're, we're, we are, we're saved, we're, we're healed. And, and my prayer for us as a church is we can walk in this healing and in this freedom, and we can, we can ignore the voice saying, no, you are this person, because now we can say, no, I was that person, but no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me, right? We move forward, and we're, we're fired up. And, but then what happens is we receive power because the Holy Spirit comes on us, and it's for a reason, so this word witness, you will be my witnesses. Witnesses, um, we've all watched enough TV, right? Witnesses uh, are there to tell the truth about what they've heard and seen. 
It's that simple, right? You're to tell the truth about what you've heard and seen. And um, sometimes it can be a little uncomfortable. Sometimes it can be a little awkward, maybe, if we're not, you're not used to it. And uh, one of the things I really appreciate about uh, Kevin and his team, they said they go to 63rd and King, um, and they talk about Jesus, right? And so I would also encourage you, if that's something that freaks you out, right, it's a lot easier to do it in a group for the first time, right, or, or to get kind of like try to figure out what it feels like to ex- talk to someone, pray with someone. If you've never prayed with someone um, in public or you've never had the opportunity to kind of like take that step of faith, I would encourage you to go in a group because it just a lot, it just feels easier right at first and then you kind of get used to it and maybe you'll, you'll get a little more confidence. But um, uh, even if you just stand there and watch, right, for a couple of weeks and just like, uh, you, you'll, you'll start to kind of get in that, that, that zone because he, he has called us and this is something that's like, we can't avoid this. We can't escape this. He's called each one of us to be a witness and he's called us to Chicago. Right? And maybe it'll call us to other cities as, as our church grows. You know, that's actually a dream of Oasis. I think we should mention that here in Vision Month. It's a dream of Oasis to, to have the Lord call us to other urban, uh, urban centers and cities. And uh, I'm personally rooting for Seattle. I think me and Ruben are both rooting for Seattle one day. But, right, I mean, there's, there's plenty, of, plenty of cities, you know, wherever. Milwaukee, only an hour and a half away. Like, who knows, right? Um, we're praying about all this. We're believing for this. And um, it, but one of the things that, as I was praying through this, what does the world say about our city, right? Like, it's so easy right now to, to look at cities and just be like, ugh, right? Especially, you know, and I don't want to name any or criticize any cities because we could end up with a church there one day and this will be online forever, right? But it's like, what, there, there, there are things we could say about certain cities. There, there's a lot we could say about our own city about this place that we live. It, it's easy to just do the eye roll and be like, oh, start blaming people. Start blaming certain politicians. Start blaming certain decisions that they've made. And, and just to be like negative and, oh, have you seen this? And I would try to go here. I can't go there anymore. And we just start going off and off and off. And, and, and it's the thing now, right, is to criticize or to say, oh, do you remember this city used to be so beautiful? It used to be so incredibly beautiful. And now it is destroyed, right? And then I would ask you this, what do you think God would say about our city? What do you think God would say about Chicago? When you see people on the news, however many people were shot, all this other stuff, and, and you take a moment to reflect that all of them have been created in the image of God. Every single one of them. Every single one of these, 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 these kids and, and, and students and so much of this cyclical violence and hate or whatever's happening, Right? God died. Jesus came to earth and died for each one of those people. And he's called us, our church, to be a light in the middle of this. He's placed us here. And so the temptation is to be like, oh, man. The the temptation is to live here with the attitude of, oh, I'm trying just to endure. But God has called us to see the city thrive. And so there's this passage in Jeremiah, I love this. This passage in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11 is like one of the most famous, you know, coffee cup verses. But before that, you have this great, this great passage, Jeremiah 29, 4. It says, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Pause. Jerusalem was God's city. That was like the place. That was supposed to be, that's where the temple was built. That's where all true and right sacrifice was to be made in the Old Testament. That was God's dwelling place. Babylon was like, I can't say the city because it'd be awesome to have a church there, but like a city where there was lots of sin, right? 
and like bright lights and stuff, right? But, but like, that would be like Babylon back in the day, okay? And so Babylon, so the, the people have been carried into exile from God's city, where God's presence was famous for dwelling. Through a series of mistakes and errors and sin, they were carried off into Babylon, right? And so they're in Babylon. Just imagine the reaction, like, ugh, right? Like, talk about, like, we were in God's city with his traditions and, and the grand temple. The temple was a wonder of the ancient world, right? Solomon's temple that he built. So they're in this, this, this they're used to this. Now they're in Babylon. I could only imagine the reactions. Or like, oh, this place is disgusting. I can't stand this place. I can't believe we're here. I can't believe we have to endure this. I can't believe that we're taken here as prisoners. And God says in verse five, build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Verse seven is, is the key for this morning. It says, also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. So this is a people, this is a people that was, uh, they had a home and their home was Jerusalem. They were supposed to be there forever, right? Because of circumstances, things that happened, they had to go somewhere else. So there are a people living in a land not their own. And in this land, not their own, instead of hunkering down and waiting for the end, they're called to, to, to enjoy, to get busy. You know, it's, it's funny because in the early parts of the Old Testament, God commands his people to not marry other groups, right? It's very strict. But now all of a sudden he says, hey, hey, this is like, make this your home, right? But for the good of them. So there were people who had a home in a place not their home. Does this sound familiar? There were people that were now in a place that this is not, Maybe where they'll be forever, but it's a place where they are temporarily. And you and I, I want, I want you to know this, like this is not our home, guys. Like we, we have been called to eternal salvation in heaven one day. That is our home. That's where, we, that's where we're gonna be, right? We should be, like, like the original plan was the garden. The end is paradise. Like that is our home. But for now, you could argue that we are in exile on this earth. You could argue that we are in a place that is not necessarily, we were not necessarily designed for this place when we were first created, but here we are. And so instead of hunkering down and, oh, the world, ah, oh, and like, what are we gonna do? Instead of that, God would say to us as a church, hey, you're here right now. You're here for now. It's not forever. It's not forever. One day, one glorious day, right, we will be forever and ever and ever in eternity with, with God. That is, that is our purpose. But right now, we're here. And we're in this beautiful place and he would say to us, hey, you're here now, guys. So um, yeah, plant gardens, plant, get planted. Believe for this place, love this place. Get to know this place, right? Root for the bears, right? Like, like come on, hate Green Bay, he would say. Nah, he would say, he would say, he would say, you know, go out to eat, right? Enjoy it, tip your server, right? I mean, you know what? Like, go somewhere local, love this place. Be a Chicagoan, love it right? Because it's not forever. And they were, they were in exile. They were in Babylon for just a, a moment, right? And, and so in that, they had a moment, they had a time where they could invest, they could pour out, and they could, they could see Babylon become more like Jerusalem instead of those from Jerusalem becoming more like those from Babylon. 
So we're citizens from heaven, and now we get to be here and see this place become more like heaven. We get to see Chicago become more like heaven because we're willing to walk out the door, have the conversation, talk with people, be a witness, tell everyone what we've seen and what we've heard. Yeah, there's this, there's this cool little church, and they're doing amazing things. It's called Oasis. You should come. You should come be a part of it. Come and see. Come to one Sunday. You know, there's like crazy statistics about people coming to church if they're invited. It's like 70-some percent will come if they're invited and you promise to buy them lunch afterwards, right? I don't know. I made that, I don't know. But like, there, there, there is a crazy high stat for if you invite people to church. And so he's called us to do that. Again, verse seven, I love the end also. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Another uh, famous passage in, in Esther um, and I know God wants me to read this verse because Murph prayed for me right before I came up here. And Murph quoted this verse. And I was like, whoa. Like, this is like an Old Testament, Esther 4.14. Don't hear it that often, right? And he said it. So uh, it says this. Uh, if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews. How about we say God's people there, okay? Because in the Old Testament, that's was referring to that. So if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for God's people will arise from another place. You and your family's family, you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. I love that, like, okay, so Esther was just a normal person, guys. Esther was a normal person. Uh, you can read the book of Esther, is an incredible read. It's not long, and it's just an awesome story. She was a, a normal person who was chosen to be queen, or she was made royal, all right? Um, normal person made royal for a purpose, it's exactly what you and I are. Hebrews said that we are now a royal priesthood, right? James, all the, like that's what it, it's called us. We are just people, guys. We're just people doing our best, trying to make it, right? And, and, and God has chosen us. He said, you are my people, a chosen people. You, and, and please hear me, I'm talking to every single person who's in this room, who's, who's watching the live stream. Every single one of you have been chosen, your salvation, your, your, your freedom has been bought and paid for. You don't have to walk out of here with, with, the, with the doubt and with the chains and with the, the, the hate, the anger, the unforgiveness. It's, it can be gone in, literally in Jesus' name, right? And, and so we're, we're called out of that, and then God would say, hey, also, though, there's a purpose. There's a reason you're alive. And for so many of us, that is the thing that wakes us up. It's like, oh yeah, my, my life is more than just going to work, hating what I do for eight hours, getting home, watching Wheel of Fortune, and then doing it again, right? There's more. There's actually more to it. Honestly, that's what woke me up when I was in my early 20s. It's like, oh man, I'm created like to do something. Like to, 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 to literally be used by the God of the universe, and for such a time as like you were literally like we see the news, the news can drive you insane. Like there's another one of those balloons over the western United States. Who knows what's that's you know the AT and T outage. You can go down the rabbit trail really quick with the uh, with the uh, conspiracy theories, right? But it's like, hey, what if? Yeah, okay. But what if also you're here right now to do something about all of this? Like, what if we're here? What if God called us to be here in this city because it's an election year? What if you're in your job this year right now because stuff's gonna hit the fan, right? But hey, but it's cool because God has strategically placed you there and you're gonna bring peace and you're gonna bring, we had a guy from our church, I don't wanna embarrass him, but 
he lost a coworker uh, at his job this week, and it was kind of, it was totally unexpected, right? And so, and I was talking to him about it, and he said, hey, but I, I got to lead my whole entire team in prayer. And I was like, whoa, that's amazing. I mean, it's horrible, right? But it's like, what, what a witness that he was in that place at that moment, in a totally secular job, where everyone is, has just gotten this news and he could stand up, take a step, and, and lead everyone in prayer. Like, what if, what if that started happening more and all over and we could see it? I feel like we, we, we cry out to God, save Chicago. And I feel like God's screaming back at us, hey, Oasis, save Chicago, right? <laughs> like, he's, he's gifted us. He's put us here. He's called us, right? And, and, and just all it takes, though, guys, is us being obedient, because we can't, I mean, we can't do it all, right? But we can do what he's called us to do. And I, I just have this, they're gonna throw it up on the screen. How we steward the place we have been called matters to God. He always is looking for a quote, unquote, normal person to be royal priesthood, to be a royal part of his family that can then reach and do things for such a time as this. So I wanna invite, if, if Bruce and, and Tim could come up, I wanna, I wanna end praying. I just wanna encourage you guys, our church we feel this, guys. We feel yeah. this call. Like, we, we want to be a part of the city, of the rhythms of the city. That's why, uh, I don't know where, I keep seeing Denissa pop around, but like, when, when she has this art installation, it's like, oh yeah, cool, if we have time, let's go by there. Let's be with her, right? I mean, this is actually ministry in a secular field um, that we can go be like, hey, we're, we're with you, right? Like, we're behind you. This is awesome. Hopefully, people are gonna come through that exhibit that she's this art exhibit she's created, and they're gonna walk out of it like, whoa, like, yeah, I'm loved, I'm not alone. And, and, and there's other people doing things in the city God is calling us to, or, or maybe God's giving you ideas. Maybe he's giving you uh, something, uh, stirring your heart and saying, yeah, you could probably do this. Or, and, and with the, you know, if you're artistic at all, there's probably things coming to mind that I couldn't even begin to name, right? Like there's just ideas and, 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 and things happening inside of you right now. And guys, that's our yes, that's when we say, okay, you know what? It's a little scary. Um, not quite sure what's gonna happen, but maybe it is for such a time as this that I'm here. Like maybe God has me in Chicago in 2024 for exactly this purpose and this reason. And, and when people are looking around and there's panic and there's fear and there's doubt, we are called to be the voice of peace in the city. And, and, and you guys, I'm sure you've seen this. So so often, all that's needed is peace, like, like this guy who prayed at his, at his work the other day. It's like, there's just this moment, or there's so many moments of just this despair. So many moments of like, well, what do we do right now? Or, or what happens right now? And when, when one of us who have been called by God, who love this place, can just simply say, I know what to do. I know what to do right now. Because so often people have no idea what to do. But I know what to do, guys. And, and, and we can pray. I can pray for you. Um, you know, just those simple words. Hey, can I pray? For, can I pray for you? Can will you guys? Is it cool if we pray? Right? Uh, you can talk about what God has, has done at, at your church. At your, you can tell your story. But man, I was I was struggling. You know, and I continue to struggle at times. But I was really struggling with this. And and honestly, after giving my life to Christ and seeing what He's done in me, uh, things changed. Right? And there's these lights that start breaking out throughout the city and just light all across what God wants to do. And so please, please hear me. Do not let the devil whisper in your ear that what you do does not matter. Yeah, everyone in this place, I don't care what your job is, I don't care how minimal you think it is, you're there as a representative 
of the King of Kings. You are there as a witness that he, that he has called to talk about what you've heard and what you've seen in the city. And he will bless you. And as we're obedient, guys, and you see it throughout the Old Testament, as we offer up a right sacrifice, his presence fills this, the place, right? Like we, we, when we worship, his presence comes. Your, your life is a living sacrifice. And as we properly offer up our lives as a living sacrifice, his presence will fill the place. You wanna grow in your walk with Christ. You want more of him. It, 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 you, you wanna see more, offer yourself up. Offer your life as that sacrifice. In moments, now when you feel that tug, the more you ignore, ah, the more you say, okay, I'm gonna do it. This is crazy, but I'm praying for this person in public. The more you will see the presence of God flow through your life. Do you guys stand? I wanna pray for you as we, as we leave. I'd like to actually worship for a few moments. Um, that's cool, yeah? I, I think it's, it's helpful to kind of reflect at the end of, of a message and just kind of let the Lord stir in your heart, kind of seal this. So I'm just gonna say this prayer first, then let's worship for a few moments and we'll be dismissed. Father, in Jesus' name, we just praise you and we thank you. And I pray even now in this moment, Lord, you'll just begin to stir hearts. Father, stir minds right now. Begin to just speak to people, Lord. Only you can do that. Only, only you can confirm the call and you can give ideas and you can give supernatural creativity. Only you can do that. And I pray you'll do it right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we worship you. God, we recognize that, that you have called us to this place. We love, we love Chicago. We thank you for this beautiful, beautiful, world-class city. We thank you for what you're doing in it. God, we want to be a part of what you're doing. And I pray you'll use us. We worship you. We praise you. Just worship you for a few moments. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only trust in Jesus' name. I'm gonna sing that again. My hope is built. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only trust in Jesus' name. Christ alone and Christ alone, corner strong and weakness strong in the Savior's love and through the storm, He is Lord, Lord. When darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. Oh, my anchor 
They feel, God, a, a sense of duty in, in, in the kingdom. I pray that you will give them strength. Make them brave. Father, make us brave in Jesus' name. Lord God, I pray that you will use us in, in our places, in, in spheres of influence, in our families, in our jobs. God, every, every day that we come in contact with people, I pray that you will shine through us. God, that we will truly be your hands and your feet and a light in this place, God. Thank you. We praise you. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We thank him this morning. 